Welcome to the Pipeline Award-Winning Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Gibbs, and you can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore. You can find me coming through your speakers right now. It's Fantasy Friday. We do it every single week. As always, we are joined by the best in the business, NCAF Nation 24-7. Ryan, how are we doing? Doing good. Looking forward to... uh... Saturday's games, a lot of uh, interesting games, a lot of big-time matchups, so hopefully we can uh, fill out a lineup and win that 50K. So if you've never joined us before or you're an old veteran, doesn't matter, what we do is every week we break down DraftKings Saturday kickoff contest. It's a contest that gives away $200,000 in prizes, $50,000 to first place, and the rules are pretty simple. You have a salary cap and you pick players Great players cost more, longer shots cost less, and you mix and match. And what you want to do is come up with enough fantasy points or DFS for those that may have never heard that, daily fantasy sports. And the winner, of course, takes home the big prize. And then there's lots of contests in between, but we'll get into kind of all that. We're going to start at the top, as we always do, Ryan, with our quarterbacks. And it's kind of funny because for years, this was a meme. And this year really is Bo Nix's year. He's kind of coming to fruition. 9,400, which is, if you'd have told us he was ever going to be 9,400 a couple years ago when he was at Auburn, scraping the bottom of the barrel, it it would have kind of blown our minds. But here he is, our top play and our most expensive play of the week. He was like 5,400 when he was at Auburn. Now he's 9,400. So he transfers out to Oregon playing in the Pac-12, and his price goes up by $4,000. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy because he was a value play for a few years at, like, 5,400, man. He was one of the long shot plays I played every week. And, yeah, now he's averaging 33-and-a-half points per game. He's he's lighting it up. He's he's running the ball, you know, really well. When he has to, he can he can tear you up throwing the ball. I think just going to the Pac-12 just just helped him out, you know, a lot because we've seen what happened when he played Georgia. He needed to get out of the SEC. It just won't for him. So 33-and-a-half points per game. He's going up against Cal. They're they're pretty bad. And, uh, and I'll get to it later on. But this is a week that I'm actually going to pay up for quarterbacks this week because the top players at running back and wide receiver just aren't that expensive or I just don't want to play them. So – he definitely can fit in my lineup this week. Yeah, so we're thinking about Knicks. He's mentioning our top plays with C.J. Stroud, Sam Hartman, Dylan Gabriel. Just kind of really mind-blowing because we know those guys put up big numbers. Here is Bo Nix costing more than all of them. But I see in your article, which, by the way, should have mentioned already, we will link Ryan's article in the description of the pod. Please click on it. As always, more information is better than less information. But you really like Hartman out of this top play group the most. I love Hartman this week against Louisville. He he just produces every week. He's so consistent. The Wake Forest offense is just humming every week. It don't matter who they play. He's averaging 30 points per game. He's $500 cheaper than Bo Nix. I think he's a great play this week. A lot of big-time names. But if you're going to go that route, you're going to have to save some money elsewhere. But we'll get to that. For your value plays, the guy that's seemingly totally forgotten about, even though he's won the national championship, is Stetson Bennett. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just his stature. I don't know if it's because 
Georgia tried to do everything but play him last year and the year before. But here he is in a value play, 8,400, and, and Georgia going up at the cocktail party against Florida. Yeah, people just avoid Bennett. He's usually low owned. It's probably because he was a former walk-on. He's he's not a quarterback that, that, in my opinion, has really got a ton of NFL potential. So people just they shy away from him. But as far as a college football quarterback, he's he's a, he's a great play this week. And at eighty four hundred, he's in between Max Duggan at eighty five hundred, Spencer Sanders at eighty three hundred. So. He's going to be a contrarian play, and I, I believe Georgia just wants to beat the hell out of Florida. If they get up, I don't see them, you know, letting, letting off of the gas. I think they're going to – if they get a big lead, they're just going to keep on scoring, scoring as much as they can. So, at 8,400, I think he'll be low-owned and you get, you know, good contrarian value because he'll probably uh, – he's probably going to get you at least 20 points, 30 points. So, if you hear Ryan mention contrarian play, all it means is – a play where the masses are kind of going to avoid. So it's going to be very low owned. And those are the plays, especially when you get some value, where if you have him, not many people are going to uh, have him. Like I said, it's a contrarian play. And you could quickly rise the rankings because if everybody has the same player and he does well, well, no one really gains on anyone. But if you have a contrarian player and maybe the really high owned guys don't do well, you can gain on a lot of people very quickly. If we're looking at long shot plays, well, we're just talking about the cocktail party. There's Anthony Richardson. Obviously, he's not going to be the the most NFL passer right now, has a little bit to work on as far as accuracy and maybe some turnovers at times. But he does get you those yards on with his legs, and those are always valuable in DFS. Yeah, he's 6K. You know he's going to get you value running the ball. If game script goes like I, I think it will, Georgia gets a big lead. You know he's got a he's got to throw a lot. They go for it on fourth down, so it's six k. It's pretty good, pretty good value. A lot of people aren't going to play him because people don't want to play quarterbacks going up against the Georgia defense. So he's averaging twenty two point six points per game. I think he could get twenty to twenty five just because of game script. He's going to have to do everything he can to keep Florida in this game. Like you said, back to Georgia, they're the defending champs. They're somehow, even though they're one of the top-ranked teams in the country, somehow flying under the radar this whole season, it seems like. But that defense is going to be tough. And if Florida has even a sliver of a prayer, Anthony Richardson's going to have to ball out. Really interesting long shot here, I think, is Tanner Morgan from Minnesota. And you highlighted him here. He's a scary long shot. And especially because whether he's going to play or not, and Rutgers isn't necessarily the, the greatest matchup for him, but he's going to be super low owned. Yeah, if you want to load up a running back and wide receiver this week, Tanner Morgan's at he's 5K. You get a, a super senior that looks 30 years old for 5K. He's averaging 17 points per game. He is without his top wide receiver, Chris Altman Bell, who's out for the season, but. He missed last week's game, so you got to check the injury report. I'm not 100% sure he's, he's playing. But if he plays, I don't think many people will play him at all. So if he can get you 25 to 30 points, you gain on the field with with Tanner Morgan. Yeah, so it is going to be tough. I mean, it's a little bit of a roll of the dice, but it would be a very much contrarian play and a chance to to gain, you know, maybe, maybe fill out a couple lineups and maybe throw them in one of them. You know, don't bank everything on one player. Turning the page to running backs, top plays. I don't know if the casuals know this, but 
The guy leading the country in rushing is Chase Brown for Illinois, and he shows up every week, whether it be in the ground game or the passing game. Really a versatile guy, and you have him here at, at 7,500. You get great value with Brown this week. He's my top running back play of everyone this week. I love the matchup against Nebraska. Illinois is, you know, playing really well this year, and Chase Brown is a big reason why they, you know, Brett Bielema, he wants to run the ball, and Brown's going to get 30 touches in this game, and I can't imagine he gets less than 150 total yards, and he could add a few receptions right there. So 7,500 to be the top running back on his slate for only 7,500, that's pretty good because usually it's around 9k for the top running back so he's probably going to be in every one of my lineups this week definitely a star in the making and chase brown and really working it for that illinois offense for our value plays lots of big time names here and i can't it's kind of amazing because i think at the beginning year he was probably in the the top plays a little bit higher price but Travion Henderson for Ohio State just sitting there at 6,600. His values come down the entire year. He hasn't produced. He's been injured, hampering his production. And you said it right here in your article. You think this could be the week where he just goes off? He was my top running back in college football coming into the season. And he he's still, you know, he's he's not he's been injured, like you said. He's been dinged up, but when healthy, I still think he's the best running back in college football. So at 6,600. You don't see him that that low price, hardly any. He's only averaging 13 points per game, but he hasn't been playing that much. If he's fully healthy, this is a game where Ohio State wants to beat the hell out of Penn State. And, you know, Henderson's going to have a breakout game soon. That that game, mine, Williams had five touchdowns. If Henderson would have been playing in that game, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have been the one with five touchdowns. So I definitely could see a big breakout game coming soon, and I want to get a – you know, get ahead of the field, and I'll probably have him in half of my lineups this week. It'll be interesting to see if Michigan truly exposed Penn State last week and Ohio State can kind of pick up where their hated rivals, the Wolverines, left off. Out of these other guys, we got Eric Gray from Oklahoma, Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State, Sean Tucker, Syracuse, Raheem Sanders, Arkansas, Kendry Miller for TCU, Charles McClellan for Cincinnati, and Tank Bigsby for Auburn. Lots of big names. Give me one of the other value plays here that you really kind of catch in your eye. Kendry Miller for TCU has been a player I've played a lot this year just because he's always low-owned. He has a matchup against West Virginia this week. Now, West Virginia, actually, they do better against the run than they do the pass. So it's a tougher matchup for him, but for 6,300, he's, he's going to be a good play. If it's high scoring, he might not rush, but for 60 yards, but he could get three goal line touchdowns. Uh so he's a good play. Tank Bigsby at 5,400. I just can't believe he's so he's so low priced. And I know Auburn's really, really bad this year. The, the offense isn't in rhythm. Robbie Ashford kind of steals some of his, his yards, you know, because he runs the ball so much. But at 5,400, if you need to save money, I think Tank Bigsby could uh, be in for a big week. You know, Tank Bigsby's college stats, especially this year, probably aren't going to turn out the greatest, but I feel like he's got a good future ahead of him in the NFL. Obviously, we're only talking about DFS right now, but I'm with you. The talent is there. It's just can Auburn put it together enough to get him enough points? Maybe he'll get some goal line scores. Long shot, I see you have Logan Diggs highlighted, and he was a long shot last week. You going to the well again with him? 
he got us 16 points last week as a long shot for like $3,700, and you, you can't beat that. If somebody under 4K is getting you, you know, 16 points, that's you, – you won right there. You done good. And, I, and every lineup I had him in, I cashed. So, he he paid off. And when I watched Notre Dame, I feel like Audrick Estime is a really good running back. But Logan Diggs, when healthy, he might be the best one of the three. So, at 3,900, I'm going to take – Take a take a chance on him, take a fly on him again. And uh hopefully he's low owned and hopefully he, you know, can get us another touchdown this week. And Jarquez Hunter at forty two hundred. He, you know, him and Tank Bixby, they kind of they like using both of them a lot. So he's gonna get the volume for forty two hundred if you take a play on him and he gets you two touchdowns, that could be what wins you to wins you to fifty K right there. Yeah, Logan Diggs and Notre Dame heading to Syracuse. Going to be an interesting matchup. It'll be interesting to see if Diggs can kind of match Sean Tucker. Obviously, Sean Tucker is a superstar for the, the Orange. Can Logan Diggs kind of neutralize that on when he has the opportunities? And, yes, to your point, Hunter maybe can get you some goal line scores or break off a long one and, and make that low salary pay off. Well, Logan Diggs, he'll match Sean Tucker if Tucker only gets five carries again this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of rough for uh, Sean Tucker owners last week when uh, against Clemson really didn't touch the ball much and questionable play calling to keep it out of your best player's hands, but neither Ryan or I are offensive coordinator apparently, so we'll just have to defer to the experts. For receivers, our top plays is Xavier Hutchison, Iowa State, Marvin Mims, Oklahoma, Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State. Big names, but some of the production hasn't necessarily matched that those big names this year. Marvin Harrison Jr., probably the best out of those three. But even with Ohio State, sometimes you never know who's going to get the ball. But out of these three, it doesn't look like you're in love with any of these. No, I'm not. For the second straight week, I'm not in love with any of the – the top play wide receiver, Xavier Hutchinson is averaging 26.4 points per game, which is the most out of all three of them. But he's 7,900. Iowa State does have a good matchup, but, you know, he's just hard to – he's he's hard to trust. You know, I, do I want to pay $7,900 and Hunter Deckers has an off game or, you know, Oklahoma decides to play defense this week or shut him down. He's, he's kind of been boom or bust, really. Marvin Mims has struggled this year, but if Dylan Gabriel, a healthy Dylan Gabriel is going to help him out a lot. So he's a player that at any week could could get you 40 points. You just you just never know with him. He's only averaging 15 points per game. And like you said, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the top wide receiver of all three, in my opinion. He's going to be the better NFL player of the three. But you just don't know who's going to get the, the receptions for Ohio State. They got it. Egbuka and then Julian Fleming lately. Kate Stover at tight ends getting getting catches. So he's a great play. You just you just gotta hope he's the one that gets all the touchdowns if you play him. Yeah, and that's not even mentioning Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's obviously been dinged up the vast majority of the year. For our value plays, here's a chance where we can do what we call stacking, right? You put a quarterback of a certain team with a wide receiver of a certain team, and if they hit through the air, if they catch a touchdown through the air, you get points for the passing touchdown and points for the receiving touchdown. And here's A.T. Perry. We already mentioned how much you love Sam Hartman. You're going to stack him with A.T. Perry here? I'm going back to the well again this week. Last week, A.T. Perry, I played him. He did get a touchdown, and 
but you know, Jamal Banks is the one that got two touchdowns last week for Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. So I do think this is a high scoring game. So it's seven K. I think a lot of people will go down to Mecca Ibuka for sixty nine hundred or Troy Franklin for sixty eight. And A.T. Perry might be lower on, so I'm going to go back to the well, and I'm going to stack him with Sam Sam Hartman in every lineup that I have Perry in. I also have Hartman. Love Quentin Johnson for TCU, but we already mentioned Kendry Miller. Maybe he, you know, if Johnson can't get the ball in the end zone, then Kendry Miller for running at the running back position might be kind of mopping up those points. Yeah, Johnson, you know, West Virginia struggles against the pass, so he could be in for a big weekend. What was it, two weeks ago when we had him as one of our best values, he went off against uh, – it might have been Oklahoma. So, oh, no, it was Kansas. He went off against Kansas. Oh, yeah, scored, yeah. It's like 45 points. So, he's a great wide receiver. You just, you just never know when he's going to go off either. A guy I just mentioned, Troy Franklin, $6,800. Bo Nix has started to target him a lot, and he's a guy with – you know, a lot of potential. Last week he went off. He's averaging 18 points per game. So I think he's a good play. A guy I played last week in a showdown slate for Oklahoma State was Bryson Green. And he's 5,400 this week. And Oklahoma State's had a few injuries at wide receiver. And uh, he's kind of stepped up pretty big. So at 5,400, I think he's also a great value. Green would also, I would imagine, be a contrarian play and not highly owned. Before we move on to long shots, though, it's always a little dicey to throw in a tight end in this salary range, but Brock Bowers from Georgia, and we already talked about the cocktail party. What do you think about him roll the dice with that high of a salary for a tight end? Paying $6,600 for a tight end is, is scary, but if you're going to do it, then the one to pay up for is the best one in college football, and I think Brock Bowers is the best tight end in college football. I mean, he's versatile. He gets you rushing touchdowns. Uh, they use him all kind of ways, and usually he steps up big in big games. So at $6,600, that price will probably keep most people away from playing him except Georgia fans. So I think he'd be a good contrarian play this week. And if it plays out like you think it might and Georgia beats the brakes off of Florida, then might be a lot of scoring opportunities for Bowers. Our long shot plays. Kind of surprising a little bit to see Trey Knox for Arkansas slip down to this range. But here we are. And one guy that I actually like as well, and I had him last year in our All-ACC Fantasy League, although you beat me in the title game, but I'm not going to bring that up right now, is Marshawn Ford, tight end for Louisville, 4,200. I've already filled out a few lineups where I've got Hartman and Perry stacked together, and i got Malik Cunningham with, with Marshawn Ford. So at 4,200, that's great value. He is a tight end. He's only averaging eight points per game. I'm pretty sure last year he averaged double digits. But at any time, he could have a breakout game. And on the goal line, he's a big weapon for Cunningham. So 4,200 is a pretty good price. Uh, Braden Willis at 4K with Dylan Gabriel back healthy uh, against Kansas. I think Willis had a big game. He's he's another red zone threat. And then Trey Knox, man, $3,600, that's – that's really good value. He's only averaging nine points per game, but when he when he has a big game, he usually gets you 25 points when he has a breakout week. You haven't noted here is Dylan Wright from Minnesota. He's the number one wide receiver for Minnesota, you know, for the Golden Gophers when he's healthy. Could really roll the dice if you stack him and and Morgan together, but you could possibly get some big time points if they go off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dylan Wright will be less than one percent owned. 
just because he's missed the last few weeks, a lot of people don't even know who he is. At $3,500, I mean, <laughs> you put him in your lineup with Morgan, you load up at every other position. He's only he's only getting you six points per game this year, but he's been dinged up. So if he's healthy, he's a guy that I, I seen last year have uh, two touchdown games, 100-yard games. So $3,500, I think DraftKings kind of overlooked him a little bit this week. Will definitely be interesting to keep an eye on. Got a couple mock lineups here, and we'll go through them. But first, I want to say, if you're new to DFS, if you're new to you know daily fantasy sports and DraftKings, I said this before, and I again, I'll always say it. I know a couple guys personally in the Pipeline family that they just come, they listen to the podcast, they click on Ryan's article, they read the information. And they look down at these mock lineups, and sometimes they'll tail them exactly. They'll just put in that lineup, or they might make a few tweaks based on the information that they learn. It's free. Why not give it a shot? It's very, very low risk, and you you know you the payout could be fifty thousand dollars. So that's a that's a great value at, to say all I did was click on an article and I won fifty thousand dollars, or all I did was click on a podcast and won fifty thousand dollars. But for our mock lineup number one, you got QB Hunter Deckers. Running back Tank Bigsby, running back Chase Brown, wide receiver Dylan Wright, wide receiver Xavier Hutchison. You're going to go with the Deckers-Hutchison stack here. Wide receiver Matt Landers, flex Travion Henderson, as we mentioned, and super flex. And if you follow this podcast a lot, you'll know that Ryan always loves to put quarterback in a super flex, and we're going with Sam Hartman. What do we think about this one, Ryan? Yeah, I stacked uh, Deckers with uh, Hutchison, just like you said, so – if they, you know, if Deckers has a big game, it's going to be because Hutchinson goes off also. So that's a good stack. Matt Landers at 4,800. He's a good value. I think last week he might have had two or three touchdowns. He's a big, he's a big, uh, big tall wide receiver, like 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six. transferred in from uh, Toledo, started his career at Georgia, but now he plays for Arkansas. Dylan Wright, I got him in there. And when I threw Dylan Wright in there, that allowed me to, to go up and get Sam Hartman to get, you know, Chase Brown. And then Travion Henderson in my flex spot is 6,600, one of the best values of the week. So that's exactly what we're talking about. Mixing and matching those long shots with the top plays, finding the value. The, and Ryan's done all the research for you. Scouring the lower price guys that have good value that could possibly go off and then getting you some more established, higher priced superstars. For mock lineup number two, we got QB Sam Hartman, running back Chase Brown, running back Logan Diggs, wide receiver Marshawn Ford, wide receiver Dylan Wright again, wide receiver A.T. Perry, flex Deuce Vaughn, and super flex Malik Cunningham. What do we think about this one, Ryan? So I got three guys that are very cheap this week. Uh, Logan Diggs at 3,900, Marshawn Ford at 4,200. Dylan Wright at 3500 and that allowed me to pay up for Sam Hartman, Chase Brown, A.T. Perry, Deuce Vaughn, and Malik Cunningham. So what you hope for right here is that your, your lower-priced guys like Marshawn Ford, Logan Diggs, they can get you 10 to 20 points. And if they do, I'm pretty sure the top five guys I played, they're going to get you 20-plus points. And if that happens, that's how you win a 50K right there. You need, a, need to have your low-priced guys go off, and you need to be able to – pick the right guys that you pay up for to go off. So that's kind of what I did with this lineup. Finding those diamonds in the rough. And as I mentioned, Ryan has done the research for you. He provides it for free every week. 
on our site. Just an amazing value. We appreciate Ryan so much. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Leave us a five-star review. And anybody that plays DFS, to pass it on. You know, we, we love interacting with fans. We love answering any questions. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Ryan's DMs are open. Our DMs are open. Just anytime you got a question about any of it, drop us a line and we'll do the best we can to help you out. As I mentioned also, Ryan's article will be in the description of the pod. Please click on it. More information is better than less. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at pipeline underscore. Make sure you follow Ryan. I'm sure you are already, but just in case, NCAF Nation 24-7. And we'll see you guys next time on the Pipeline Award-winning podcast.